Hello and welcome to the Latte Dog's Content Creator Cast. I'm your host, Duke Latte the Latte Dog, and I am joined with... Oh, sorry, do I? Sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Uh, that again? Uh, you just say your name, man. <laughs> yeah. PD Tokay. Okay. Uh, how are you doing this um, afternoon for you? Uh, I'm almost well. Tom- almost tomorrow for me anyways <laughs> uh, so yeah um so first question um would you happen to have any other pseudonyms that you go by um um currently no pd toke is current my current uh production kind of name i am actually starting up another kind of music band kind of thing which is more industrial metal um Ooh, i haven't actually released anything yeah i'm i'm really keen to get it started it's like think marilyn manson cross with slipknot and then it's it's centered about like a a, a wasteland raiders get kind of thing so kind of like fallout mad max kind of thing Hi. and it'll be it'll be very similar it'll be like really story based and that and then like all the all the music will kind of tell the story of like the Black Sand Brotherhood, which is what it will be called. And I'll be doing like live action videos and stuff. And yeah, I got heaps planned for that. I just I just need to finish off my current EPs and stuff and the animated stuff before I kind of get into that. But already pretty heavy into the production of that stuff. So looking forward to getting that out. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. I and I and I will uh, hopefully look forward to that. Anyways, I'll be retweeting all the stuff on all my social media accounts because, yeah, could to get it out there. It'll be see. fun. I see. Um, so, and this essentially leads directly into our next question, which is essentially, what do you exactly create, really, at the current moment? Um, well, I currently produce music and artwork and animation for this project so the story it's a very story driven project so mostly it's told through the music i kind of tell the story through them. and then uh, i kind of use like artwork and imagery to to back it up to kind of create more of a visual context of what the song is actually trying to tell mm. yes uh yeah i see um do you uh have um, do you bring on other artists uh, for your like covers and all those kinds of things, or do you do any of it yourself by any chance? I do. I do all the artwork and animation myself. Um, I was into digital illustration before I got into music production. Uh, as for other artists, I try to when I can afford it. Uh, I have had some animation done by a artist on fa and another one called copper roach who did the cover design for season one um but I, I i like to bring on artists as much as possible it just really depends on if the finances permit for it okay hey, so um you due to you mentioning uh fa and uh let, let me see uh, and your cover arts which uh, uh portray uh anthropomorphic animals as you see um would you say a and that would lead into the question essentially of the groups slash communities that you are affiliated with would you say um well i kind of never really 
tried to project PD Toke as a furry thing. I just kind of wanted it to be more of a cartoon kind of character thing. Yeah. I didn't want to be essentially just furry because, like, although it does have a lot of visual styles of being, you know, furry, or but it has a lot. It takes a lot of cues from cyberpunk and synthwave and electronic rock, a lot of other stuff. So I didn't want to kind of just lump it in one category. I want it to be its own thing, just take influences. So yeah, it has like the visual style of furry, and but it has like the the sound from 80s synth wave and a lot more uh, kind of in, visually inspired by like uh, the old um, cyberpunk of uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Blade Runner and Ghost in the Shell and all that sort of stuff. Uh, that, funny enough, I was that was actually going to be my next question if you uh, watched uh, Ghost in the Shell really or something oh. like that. Dude, that's my like favorite show. We're just rewatching um Stan- uh, the second season again. So good. I'm 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 reserved about the new movie, but also very excited to see it as well. Hmm. We'll see how it plans out. Yeah, uh, I'm not really one to get hopeful over uh, a live action remakes of really yeah, much anything. Yeah, no, right. It's kind of like the warning signs are there. I'm hoping that it's going to be good, but the warning signs are definitely there. Yeah, they're but they're kind of displaying in full, and yeah, they're kind of displaying in full, really. Yeah, yeah. I I've got my high hopes up. There's like that. There's the there's a part of me that just wants it to be good, and there's also another part of me that says it's going to be bad. So I just don't want to think about it until it comes out, which. Hopefully it'll be good. That's all I'm going to say. Hopefully it'll be good. Of course. Of course. That is. Yes. Optimism. Yeah. <laughs> Try and get That's that. All you can have. That's all you can have with Hollywood movies. You can hope it's going to be good, but expect, ex- hope for the best, expect for the worst. Would, um, how, how would you say, um, you mentioned Synthwave, which uh, as being an influence on your uh, musical style. Have any artists in particular? Um, Wave Shaper, definitely. That guy's amazing. Um, Scandroid's new album, uh, the what do you call it? Self-titled, I think it was. Uh, that's just I've listened to that on repeat just so much. Uh, I pretty much have the new Retro Wave YouTube channel just open indefinitely on my computer, and it's always just streaming synth waves. So like, I just hear stuff and like. It just subconsciously implants itself into my mind, so I might not like know certain artists, but I can just hear it, and I just know like I can just recognize them. But those were two probably my biggest influences uh, currently. Would definitely be Wave Shaper and Scandroid, and another artist called uh, Volt. I can never pronounce this Volcor X or something like that. He did the. Uh, it's not synth wave. It's more like what he calls badass wave, which is a bit more like fast pace and a bit more like there's guitars in it and stuff but i thought that was so cool especially with his like film clips and stuff i'm really hoping to see more from him uh, i've uh, the only thing really i have uh a synth rave synth wave related on my uh music library is uh this uh these two album uh, these two albums um both called a uh, ghost in the machine uh, epi- uh, episode one and two by uh, Valkyrie, nineteen eighty four, and Kirk Kirk Gadget. 
Uh, I haven't heard those. I have to. Ah, oh, sounds good though. I'm gonna have to check them out. Yeah, they they both have uh, Ghosts in the Shell uh, album covers. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's an instant selling point for me. I'll have to listen to them just on that that merit. <laughs> um, let me see here. Uh, so, um, what do you would you say your current projects that you're working on at the, at the moment? Um, currently we're just finished, I'm just finishing off, uh, the season two. So that's basically another EP, although with the amount of tracks I've written for it, you could probably call it an album now. Um, so we're just currently finishing off the production of that. Um, all the tracks are pretty much written, kind of just getting into the engineering side of things, the mixing, and then off to the mastering house, uh, with that as well. There's a film clip coming up for one of the songs on season one, the, the chase. So doing an animated film clip for that one. Uh, plus a bunch of promotional artwork and that. And then I've got uh, working on the other band I mentioned earlier, Black Sand Brotherhood, so doing uh, all writing all the material for that and getting that ready to start promoting and getting that out there. So there's lots going on. I don't have much time. I see. Always doing something. Yeah, always doing something. I, w- I want to get into music production, really. The current one that I am trying to teach, current form of uh, music production I'm trying to teach myself is, uh, um, I'm trying to teach myself uh, hip hop production actually, really more of the sample, uh, ba- yeah. more of the sample based yeah, yeah. stuff rather than uh, the uh, uh, trap based kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you get know, like, like, a, like, I, um... like a Mad Lib, uh, uh, Jay Dilla, uh, New Jabez, by any chance? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've heard of them. I haven't really given them much, but because I go to, um, I study electronic music. Those names always pop up. We always hear them. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you if you ever need a hip hop album, by the way, uh, Mad Villainy, Mad Villain, uh, you, <laughs> you mm, just look that up. We'll have to do you a, will thank we'll me have to later. Do a synth wave. Yeah, that sounds cool. I have to do like a synth wave hip hop kind of. I don't think that's been done. We could do it. Hmm. I guess I could see that. Um, yeah, I, I can imagine like a, a sampling hip hop, sampling like a, a synth wavy kind of things or the thing, and do like a little bit of a sample or something like that, or possibly even just sort of a build up of just that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, those definitely. I can see those genres lending each other to lending themselves to each other i'm sure someone's done it somewhere i'm sure it's probably it, it, ha- it has to be it's just not mainstream it's just not like heard of yet but yes. it's got to be a thing it sounds like too much of a good idea not to be a thing yes of course because you no one is original someone's always done it before you everyone's riffing off everyone i mean that's why i started toke it's just the music was so when i first started it out the music was just so generic i needed a way to kind of separate me from the pack and say i can bring something new to the table too yeah and keep people interested in it yeah one of the um, the uh the that's one of the reasons why i like uh, uh websites like bandcamp especially there's so much weird and interesting crap on there 
Yeah, yeah. Just go through the like the the browse sections. You you hear some weird stuff, like weird and interesting. Just yeah, it's just like I can see this not getting paid on mainstream radio. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> also that uh, <laughs> that uh, this this Facebook book uh, group that I happen to be a part of. Uh, it's like this, uh, and it's also another place where I get a bunch of my music recommendations. It's called a, a patrician chart posting. You wish you were this Patrish. <laughs> it's essentially where, <laughs> yes, it's ridiculous. It's essentially where a group of, uh, people, uh, come together and, uh, and discuss all these, uh, patrician albums uh, things like uh, common names that will probably come pop up will probably be uh, uh, Death Grips, uh, Swans, uh, Slint, um, just a bu- just a bunch of stuff. Uh, just a bunch of the weird artists, and not even yeah. that we- and some that aren't even really that weird, but are done just so well to iconic status. Like yeah, uh, yeah. a neutral milk hotel in the aeroplane over the sea. It's ridiculous. It, it, it sounds is, ridiculous. It is pretty ridiculous. But anyways, <laughs> the group itself, the album's a, the album I just said is actually pretty good. It's like a imagine uh, indie rock with a bit of more of a coast an acoustic feel to it. Really. <laughs> Acoustic. It's an interesting combination, but I'm sure it works. I'm sure if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, there is. It is, and it's one of the most highly revered uh, indie rock albums, like ever. Well, they're clearly doing something right. Yeah. Neutral, uh, neutral milk hotel in the airplane over the sea. Okay, so um. Yes, I believe you answered the question that I had here saying uh, what projects are you looking forward to working on really earlier with the, uh, 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 what was it called again? The Black Sand the, Brotherhood. The Black Sand Brotherhood thing. Yeah, that was, yep. you look And, um, uh, yes, yeah, so, like, anyways... So, anyways, so what instrument? Do you play any instrument by any chance? I played uh, guitar for about twelve years um, before, and then I kind of quit for two. But now I'm back on it. I do all the vocalist, the vocal performance myself. It's me singing. Um, kind of a mishmash. I don't actually play them very well. I kind of just do a bastard version of playing. Um, Pretty much the guitars, vocals, all the synth programming is all me, all that sort of stuff. The only stuff uh, I do get now is when I need bass performance. I send that off to a, a session musician to perform and he just sends the tracks back and then I process them. Ah, yes. Uh, yeah. I, I've always uh, cons- wanted to actually, like, uh, get start like making music from like recording stuff but i never seem to have mm. know how to record really anything honestly 
<laughs> anyway, I have the equipment, the mic you're you, uh, the mic you're I'm speaking through right now here is a Samsung CS um Samsung CX CS which is a caps which is abbreviated for capsule select. It has a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it has a um a second head that is meant for like guitars and snare drums and stuff and such like that. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of those, yeah. Mm. They're good mics. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, my best mic so far. Anyways. But yeah, it's just a ma- I think it's just a matter of recording technique that I have yet to master and between my school it's, in between my schoolwork yeah. I really can't don't have much time to actually dedicate to that. Yeah, I totally know that feel. It's like a lot of it's to do with like room, like acoustics, like what room you're doing it in, what kind of mic, like right mic for the right job kind of thing, all that kind of stuff. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, that, I feel like that those kinds of things can be a headache. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Often, often it's a brute, like your, like the room that you record in, usually that's working against you. I always found that I could never record my room, so I made a ISO booth that's completely isolated, and that seems to work well. Yes, the closest I can, and I feel like the closest I can get to, in, in terms of affording something like that, is to throw a comforter over my, uh, over myself, and then yeah, record that, like that. Yeah, that's the best way because that stops the um, uh, that stops the sound from going off hitting a wall and then coming back into getting that weird room noise i tell that to everyone like what's the best cheapest way to create better sounding like vocal recordings just like just throw off a mat like a fucking uh, a sheet over you that'll stop anything mm. it's yeah. it's so uncomfortable and it gets hot but it works <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways um uh are you collaborating slash have you collaborated with any other creators by any chance uh not at the moment i have plans to i actually have uh plans to create a pd toke pixel based adventure game with uh a studio that i haven't really found one yet but that is a plan other other than that though i haven't really collaborated with many people i just don't i just haven't had the time really to be honest to find people yeah i've actually uh plan to uh, go to call uh, plan to go to college and study game design next year actually video that'd be cool yeah i, I can't wait to uh to go off and do that really It'll... we should we should make a pd toke video game it'd be awesome yeah when i get uh, can you wait about like uh four years once i get the actual <laughs> the bachelor's degree <laughs> the way i'm going that'll be that'll be when i release my album so yeah be right <laughs> Okay, it's a deal. It's a deal. <laughs> I, okay. So, like, uh, I, a lot of, uh, a lot of creators I talk to tend to have like their own like, a uh, network of people that they tend to, who, uh, intertwine themselves with. Like, uh, I had. A person known as a, a crown prince who is an who is an animator on the internet who is 
well pretty well known within animation circles like uh mm-hmm. and, and uh, every time she goes to like cons she's usually uh goes with a bunch uh, a bunch of other animators as such yeah yeah so would you say do you have anything like that mm. uh not really especially not in the community i'm kind of i'm a bit of a loner i, I kind of spend a lot of time by myself um Locally, I've got a couple of engineers that kind of work with me and helped me um, pursue a, like a find, finding fan base, especially on how to promote and all that sort of stuff. But um, I have a couple of people locally that I consult with musically, like just send them ideas and uh, they give me mixed feedback and that sort of stuff. But I'm not involved in the community that much and I feel like that's probably not working against me at this point. I'm just... Yeah, I'm a bit of a loner. I, I, I'm so tied up in what I do. I just don't feel like I have much time to get out and meet people because I'm always just too busy doing stuff. Hmm. Yeah. I uh, Actually, this year is pretty much my year for essentially uh, starting to network, really. I've met a bunch yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whether it be like through the, pod, through the podcast that I'm currently doing right now uh, or... Uh, just casually stumbling across uh, very tiny creators uh, mm. who uh, deserve a lot more than they should than they get. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, yeah. And uh, or just really meeting uh, cool people. Really. Yeah, just being there. Yeah, getting in with the crowds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's something I should do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one. I recall uh the way I met uh, uh one of my friends that I currently talk to is her name is she goes by her personal account and she goes by I Spazzy Kitty or uh, at Star the Spaz. Her name's Star, okay. by the way. Um, yep. but her YouTube, but she runs a YouTube channel called The Angry Librarian. Where she uh, uh, yeah. uh, does a bunch of, th- where she does like a little critique, analytical stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, I recall um, what I what happened was uh, there is this um, controversy with uh, uh, Vivzy Pop, and. Uh, Star was actually uh, responding to a little bit of that uh, controversy, and uh, mm-hmm. I happened to uh, have either a, I think I in I think I actually uh, started my a series of blogs. Well, I should well yeah, I started I call it a series of blogs, but it's really two blogs so that I <laughs> uh, blog a series posts. of two. And two blog posts that I've uh, had up and haven't continued yet, but anyways, it's a I call it the media talk, eh, media talk, where uh, essentially I discuss pretty much anything media related, really, mm-hmm. within any medium. It's just like it gives me the title gives me a broad enough thing so that I can just essentially comment on anything I want to comment, so long as it's mm-hmm. about some sort of medium of kind. So yep. I wrote the, 
So my first media talk, which I believe was inspired by uh, Star's video, was a review about uh, Zoophobia, which was Vivzi Pop's uh, comic, which was um, not really that good. And she and she doesn't take it well and doesn't didn't take the criticism well. I sure mm. should. I sure hope she's not listening to this. <laughs> because um, I mean it's just like you know it being being a creator you have to be able to handle criticism yeah. negative criticism in a in a respectful manner like it's whether someone or not whether someone's going to like your stuff is completely subjective some people may like it some people might hate it and it's just like you just need to you can't let the people that dislike it yeah you know stop what you want to do and just you know I just don't like seeing creators getting all crappy when people start crapping on their work. And it's just like, well, maybe if you weren't so, maybe detach yourself and look at the criticism, see if there's any value in it and if it can provide you with any good feedback. And if it's not, then just don't worry about it. Like most people have enough sense to, to look at criticism and go, I agree with that because it's right or I disagree with that. And like let people make up their own minds. Don't try and police your content and make sure everyone likes your content. Like it's... It frustrates me when people get like that. Yeah. Each to their own, each to their own I suppose. Yeah. Anyways, um, back to the story. Uh, so I, I linked in the comment. So I linked in the comments of uh, um, Star's video uh, the blog post that I made. And uh, I followed her on Tumblr. She saw that I followed her on Tumblr. She checked out the blog posts. And... Uh, we started talking from there really with to each other mm. and now i consider her a pretty decent friend actually so that's yeah. good so yeah it's all networking yeah no uh, yeah networking is always good trying i feel like that's very important in this kind of in especially in the creative industry it's a lot of who you know not what you know yeah it's um you there are two ways uh to actually get any form of recognition it is either a you do what everybody else does and which is like things like trending topics or anything like that mm -hmm. or b you have someone else um you just have someone else po who is also po uh, very popular s essentially introduce the you know, put you in front of their audience yeah getting that exposure yeah yes so definitely yeah so yeah get a bunch of it which gives you exposure which in turn gives you a lot Eve, mm. it makes you slightly more popular than you once were <laughs> yeah You'll, yeah you still have to the job of actually keeping them there yeah that you have to create the content that they're accustomed to seeing mm. yes anyways so yeah that is essentially he how things really work from what i from yeah my that's a perspective of the industry here yeah that's i mean it's pretty much the same in the music industry really yeah it's pretty much the same in honestly any industry actually uh yep. whether it be even like uh even youtube 
really videos like yeah and people wouldn't to be as big as they were now if it weren't for other people who put them in the spotlight like mm-hmm. uh uh, probably the most famous example on YouTube would be uh, uh, Jacksepticeye, actually, uh, being put into the spotlight by PewDiePie. Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah. just creates an audience for him. Yeah. And and he's only been growing bigger ever since. Yeah, like, didn't the same thing happen with that dude iDubbbz? The I, second he got on Filthy Frank's channel, he just blew up. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, anyways, um, let's see here. What other questions do I have? Oh yes, where would you say you draw inspiration from? Um, well, I follow a lot. I've got like Pinterest and that, and I often browse and I just see lots of cool artwork and you know I just get really inspired to write like oh that's cool artwork I really like the the emotion or the the feel of that I want to write a song about it or I, I, as well as a lot I I have the story written out of the story of P.D. Toke as he kind of fights his way so I have to kind of go what emotion and how uh, how do I want to portray this track and how am I going to tell this story like because every song is a small story so I often look up tracks that I like and go, I really like the emotion for this. Um, how How is this song giving me that emotion? So I'll kind of like sit there and analyze and go, oh, it's because they're using either this chord or this tempo or this sound and stuff and try and not copy it, but kind of recreate it in my own, my own way and tell my own story. And that's generally how I find inspiration. So it doesn't, it's not hard to come by. It's just, it's a mixture of things really. It can vary from a picture. I like, I like that. That's cool. I want to, you kind of, use the emotion in my world or I'll listen to a track and go, that's cool. I like that idea. I'm going to kind of do my own version of it. Ah, yes. Yeah. That's always is, uh, uh, what's the word? What am I looking for here? It's usually a, a typical case. Like I'm, uh, I'm currently in the process of writing essentially what I hope to become a book is currently mm-hmm. only a story on a, a WordPress. It is an original story on WordPress, mm-hmm. a site that's most uh, most well known for One Direction fan fiction. But anyways, <laughs> uh, okay, not just One Direction. It, there's literally fan fiction for everyone. But anyways, that's oh, not, yeah. that's besides the point. So I hope to. Right as of the current moment, I only have three chapters uh, completed, mm-hmm. um, and I've oh, and I want to write a book. I want to write a book that is sort of based on a bit of like a comic book e thing feel to it that has a comic booky feel to it. Honestly, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Here's essentially the uh, the lowdown. A in a world where uh, where a okay in a world where you know, where crime spiked up to the point where it looked like a knife. Uh, they uh, 
there came these uh masked uh, he, there came these masked superheroes these masked superheroes got incorporated into the government eh, yada 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 and chain boom crime and crime somewhat fixed at least more fixed than it was mm-hmm. but anyways um intri- introducing sarah gray in introducing sarah graber uh she witnesses a she witnesses a guy uh blowing his brains out right in front of her after a killing after uh Brutal. murdering some guy in cold blood and and uh she decides to become one of these character officers to hopefully not see something like that again okay oh yeah 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 like anyways something along those lines mm-hmm. i have an idea mm, i have an idea yeah and so yeah you can sort of see stuff uh, see where yeah. how i yeah but i've also uh, uh but this story was also started around uh when i was doing modernism in my high school in high school so mm-hmm. it often changes a lot of perspective during the story really it was just mm-hmm. because i found changing perspective to be interesting part of modernism really how you can mm-hmm. change perspective and try to relay all the story from their perspective and see how it changes from another mm-hmm. perspective like yeah. that kind of thing Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are the those are my it's like, influences. Yeah, that, that's cool, man. Like, I feel like when you start a story, and then by the time you finished it, it's going to be tonally and like your perspective on the project is going to change dramatically, like drastically. Sorry, like I know from my first EP to this to the new one I'll be releasing, like the sound is vastly different. And, you know, just the way I kind of approached it, the last one was really a lot heavier, a lot more medley, kind of a lot more guitars. Whereas in this new EP, I have not used one live instrument for the entire, only vocals. Everything else is synthesized and that sort of stuff. So, like, I I think when you start a project, you know, as long as you have that original vision in in the mind, that's the most important part because just over time your influences are going to change, you know, your approach will change, but as long as the core concept will stay, remain the whole thing, I think a lot of people will respect the, the kind of evolution that goes over the time of the project and kind of they can see where you're drawing the new influences from. Yeah. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from. I see. Yeah. Let me, Yeah, so this actually, uh, how I actually started, you know how I usually, how a lot of my stories end up getting written? Um, how do they? I, I usually have an image that flashes into my mind when thinking about mm-hmm. a concept of some kind. Like, uh, I won't tell you, I won't tell you the image that I saw for, uh, uh, for the uh, for the current story that I'm writing, because that would be a spoiler. Mm. However, here's 
it's yeah one of the images is here's this story that i uh it's wrote it's a short story it's called swinging on the town tree it's essentially about lynch mobbing mm. uh, mm-hmm. and mob mentality really and how it's yeah. and the image i got from that was two house two houses on either side of a tree with one guy ga- uh, with two people hanging off either sides of that tree that mm-hmm. is that is the image that i got this image usually occurs somewhere close to the end mm-hmm. uh, of the story so essentially i write based around that image that comes on my comes into my mind really yeah, see, like that's cool. It's like being able to visualize the story you want to tell. It yeah. really helps because then you can, like, if you ever kind of get lost, you can always go back to that original image and go, "Why did I like this in the first place?" And then you know, kind of dissect it and then go, "Oh, that's why," and then kind of get back on track. Right. Yeah. So, um, let's see. So I actually, yeah, told a little thing about how one of the steps that I, you could consider that a part of like a process for coming up with idea. So what is yours? What do you have a certain process for coming up with ideas? Um, well, before I started the project, I kind of fleshed out the story. So I kind of always had a reference point, but I always find that I'm always adding different elements like characters and just small things the basis was already written mm-hmm. i just find like um i don't know like i'll be sitting around you know just messing with synths or playing with a guitar and stuff and just i'll hear something i'm like that's really cool and then i'll just have to find a place like if, even if it wasn't there before i just think the idea is just so cool that i have to put it in and somehow work the story and thankfully i've been able to do that without you know ruining you know creating any loopholes or anything so hopefully <laughs> I don't run into an eventuality where that happens. Ah. But it's just messing around. I just mess around with ideas, and then if something works, you know, I'll put it in. If something doesn't work, then I'll just kind of I'll recycle it because, you know, I, I can recycle a lot of stuff. I mean, the amount of tracks I've written for the project with the original intention of being, like, this track will explain this part of the story, and then, you know, something didn't work out. I didn't like the track or I didn't like the concept or anything. Like, I just I'll just leave it and then come back to it and then, oh, you know, I can recycle it for this. So I'm as much about recycling ideas as creating new ones. Mm. Yes. Um, so uh, do you have, is there a certain process you have for like, when you say you have a certain point in your story, in your story that you want to get, and you need to create a song for essentially that what usually goes what's usually the process for doing that well i'll kind of like look at the i'll kind of like sum down if i had to explain a concept with three words i have to then i'll kind of think of how i would do that so if i want something to come across as you know dark and heavy i'll kind of find three words that would match up so if i went like say that one of the new tracks off the new EP is called Delta Squad. It's like the evil um, kind of SWAT force that are out to get Toge. There, it's dark 
ethereal and you know cold so i would look up songs that if i listened to it i would get the same kind of feeling and then i would kind of sit there and listen to it and like how am i getting this feeling from this song like from a engineering standpoint like what chords they use what key structure they in uh you know how are they utilizing the sonic space like with reverbs and delays and stuff and what sort of sense is it you know a lot of low sounding stuff is a lot of stuff in the highs and i'll kind of just sit there and dissect it and then kind of understand the core how to create that kind of feeling and emotion and then i'll kind of put it into my own my own world i, I love dissecting stuff and then trying to understand how it works and then so then i can utilize that myself mm. nice i see that e uh-huh so yeah that sounds um yeah that's that's pretty interesting and they yeah, anyways so oh I, I dropped my mouse oh no okay hold on i yeah. might i i'm probably gonna edit that out anyways that's cool <laughs> Um. So, and do you see yourself anywhere in the future? Um, maybe I don't know. I've got a lot of big plans, but I just don't really. I, I don't like to think about the future. Uh, just because it gets in my head. Like I, I like to think of what I'm doing at the moment, and take every step at a time. Because I, I'm, I'll often get a really cool idea. And then I'll try it and then I'll think about it and then it won't work out. And then I'll just get like annoyed and just not want to do it. So I kind of just got to focus what I'm doing in at that very moment. Um, and that sort of stuff. Like I, I'm planning on Toke, taking Toke live. I'm planning on getting a video game. And like when I, when I take Toke live, I'll, I'll get the film clips and stuff and a lot of visuals. I'll make a lot of visual stuff and then projected up on screen so like with the song i'll tell the story live and that sort of stuff but like that's a plan and i understand how i'm going to do it but i just i just don't want to think about it at this very point because i've just got other stuff so i don't want to overwhelm myself with thinking about too much into the future i kind of just like to take it just go along at my own pace because i find if i try and overload my mind with too much stuff i'll just I'll just shut down. I just don't want to do it. And because I've done it before where I just overload myself with too many big ideas and stuff. So I just try and stay in the moment. I can say though, I am taking Tokyo life and I, with any luck, there'll be a video game uh. as to when I can't say, but they are the plans. Okay. So, then. okay. Then. So, this is probably the most obvious question out of the entire interview question. Ooh. Do you enjoy what you do? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't. That's you. That's you, the usual response that most people give. <laughs> I, I'd hate for someone to come here like, no, I seriously hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm doing it for the wrong reasons no I, I i can't imagine anyone you know getting that far and just going no i actually hate it 
Uh, I could uh, I could I could see someone saying it as a joke, but to say it seriously, I'd be I'd be more than surprised. It's like, what are you even doing here then? Yeah, I would be. Yeah, that would be seriously surprising to me. <laughs> I think you'd just be like, well, that's not the answer I was expecting. Okay, in the interview. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so what do you enjoy about it? Uh, is well, I mean, I'm, I've always been a creative person. Like, I find myself, I can get actually quite upset and depressed when I'm not creating something. So I think for my mental well-being, it's not, oh, I want to do this. It's like I have to. I have to be creating content and that sort of stuff. I remember when I was working full-time, I just got deeply depressed because I was spending all my time at work um, just doing that. And, like, yeah, I had money, but I had... I wasn't emotionally fulfilled. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. So I was just like, well, bugger the lot of you. I quit, um, you know, and then became unemployed and just do it. And like, yeah, I got no money, but I'm, I'm happy doing what I do. And so, you know, I just, it just comes back to that thing. I have to be doing stuff and I have to be making the music and stuff. I feel like it's not something I want to do. It's something I need to do. I need to be in the creative fields. Otherwise, you know, although I might physically be alive, emotionally and mentally, I just wouldn't be out, just, I wouldn't be all there. So I'd just be, I know that kind of sounds a bit like elitist and dicky, but I just, that's how I feel about it. And I just love creating stuff, you know, yeah. it's just I, good fun. I know, it's totally understandable. You just, yeah. Anyways, this is the part where I, this is the part of the interview where I am, um, uh, ask you what you like to consume ask you of what you like to consume my first question is um have you heard of a do you uh watch the mr anthony fantano no i haven't haven't heard of him and then miss the needle drop best teeth in the game no i haven't heard that <laughs> uh, i don't get i don't get how much <laughs> I spend all my time doing my stuff. I barely pay attention to what other people are doing. Oh, I, I, pr I clearly sp spend too much time paying attention to what other people are doing. I, w I should spend <laughs> more time writing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's one of those things. I mean, like if you know, if you like paying attention and keeping an eye on the fields, it's like that's that's your calling. If you like seeing what other people are doing and getting involved, like that's a thing in itself. It's just kind of depends on what person you are, really. I'm I'm probably the extreme end of things. Like I, you know, people tell me about movies that are coming out, and I'll just be like, you know, what's happening? And like I came home the other week, and my housemate was playing the Nintendo Switch, and I'm like, I didn't even know that that was a thing. And it's just like, oh, they just released it after the Wii, you know, the Wii U wasn't doing too, too bad. It was doing badly, so they released the Switch, and I was just like, what's a Wii U? Like, I just don't get out. I, it's probably like I'm on the extreme end of things. I never hear of anything new. I, I have my own bottle and I stick in it. Okay. So, yeah. Do you, so, um, just to uh, give you a little thing, um, it... Anthony uh, Fantano, uh, the uh, if you will, is a he is most well known 
for his YouTube channel known as The Needle Drop, where he gives a, a straight talking to the camera review, essentially, of album, of music. Mm-hmm. He's a music reviewer online. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably one of the most well-known music reviewers uh, on YouTube, really. Uh, mm-hmm. What is your feelings towards mu- music review, really? I mean, it's it's integral, really. Like, I'd love to get my music reviewed by someone. Um, it's just kind of creating the the being big enough that it's worthy of a review, kind of thing. It's like, because a lot of people have to pay for reviews, and that's just. Who's got the money for that, to be honest? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of what Anthony Fantano tends to do is um, he doesn't always tend to do a lot of the bigger artists. Well, he does do somewhat large art artists. And he doesn't only do the like bigger artists, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He is very well invested within... Uh, indie scenes and such like that like Mm -hmm. between with all the indie rock and all that kind of things yeah yeah i get you yeah yeah. so yeah that's that do you i think like reviewers are really important i mean like when i want to buy a game i i I won't just buy it outright like i want to see if it's good first it goes with anything really like if I, if I want to listen to an album, I'm not going to sit down and just, well, I'll usually sit down, but it'd be nice to like look it up and go, you know, just have that, like I won't let it dictate the whole opinion on the product, but it, it gives some common ground. Like is the, is the next 60 minutes going to be a pile of crap or is it going to be something worth investing? Because I think yes. like when something's so bad, you know, people, a review will kind of tell you, whereas sometimes it will be objective. It's just understanding where that line is, really. Is it like, is it going to be like something revered, or is it going to be Corey Feldman's Road to Heaven? Yeah, it's like you know, in view reviews are important, but as long as you kind of like, you remember it's a review and that there's personal opinion as well. Like as long as you remember that, per like people will view things always differently as long as you have an open mind about it. Even if a review rips it to shreds, that doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad product. It just means like the general consensus is it's not good, but like someone, if you make any form of content, there's going to be someone out there that loves it. And as long as you can capitalize on that. Oh, of course. Uh, uh, everyone. Oh, I, I got that. I got that album title wrong. It was angelic to the core. Uh, widely uh, considered the uh, worst album of 2016. <laughs> I think when uh, when something's labeled the worst album, such and such, there's probably a general consensus that it's pretty crap. But I mean, there's probably someone out there that loves it ironically. They think it's so bad, it's good. Oh, yeah. Of course, of course. So, like, you know, and even with that regard, it may be, like, technically crap, but people might like it from an ironic sense, but so it's still good to someone. Like, so it's like, as long as you can accept the fact that although maybe common consensus is shit, someone out there is going to be love it. The worst, one of the worst, one of the things I, I've always 
have thought what could be the worst thing you could be eh, is boring. Like, yeah. media, and I've always perceived, like, media like tofu. Raw tofu. <laughs> like, if, if there's any... A flat, gelatinous blob. It, it's flavorless just, and blobby. Flavor, flavorless, blobby, just... Nah. And it that just there. However, yep. you can there is it is possible to essentially season it and uh, prepare it and make it pretty a pretty tasty blob. Of yeah, stuff. But anyways, if you can, uh, but yeah, so that is the. There's no wrong way to do that. Well, there's no... Actually, that's wrong. There's no right way to do that, I meant to say. There well, that's are f- it. It's like... Sorry, you go. Uh, sorry. You could say there's probably no wrong way to do it either, but anyways. Well, that's it. I mean, it's like right and wrong is completely subjective. Like, you know, to it, to every to the mainstream like you listen to say something like norwegian black metal and people just like it's awful it's just noise it's terrible but there are some guys out like randomly throughout the world who live and die for that and that's totally respectable and it's just like they like it because it's just so out there and interesting and it's just like it may not be interesting to the general community but it's still interesting to someone yes the worst yes the worst thing you can do is just give me the plate and is not try anything with that tofu really yeah and it's just like i think a lot of people just try to be just try to conform to too many things and by doing that they've just all originality and personality is gone whereas like whatever if you do something no matter how stupid or out there as long as it appears genuine people will love it for that Mm. you know it could be five people it could be 10 people but you may have less fans but your fans will be so switched on and love what you do so it's just learning how that work, you know, how to capitalize on that. Yeah, of course. Um, niche. Uh, uh, they say, and they say uh, the most profitable audiences tend to be niche, really. But then, mm. I don't know who says that. I just did. You can quote me on that. <laughs> I'll I, quote you on that one. Eh. I'll, I'll put that in my description. The niche ones are the best ones. Come listen to my music. <laughs> Trademark. Copyright it. Put it on shirts. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some merch ideas, man. You've got some good ideas. Fucking, that's how you make money. Just merchandise those things. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Let me see. Let me see this here. Is it? Do we have? Let me see. Do we have anything else to talk about? Um, do you have any any sort of? I mean, I I can always sit around and talk for hours and hours. So probably for the sake of <laughs> boring people, I will probably keep my mouth shut. Like, don't get me started on production and stuff. I'll tell you about everything I like to do and every crazy technique I do. So that's probably something for another time. Yes. How about a like a twelve episode tutorial series on YouTube? I hear those can go well, but anyways, yeah. But anyways, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Um, there will be Ko-Fi and Patreon links in the description, so please, please, just a little bit. 
I'm begging you. <laughs> uh, also, also, this guy's uh, links will be in the description. You can check him out if you want. I mean, you could. If you want, you know, just not forcing you. Maybe slip us a couple of bucks for an album. That'd be nice. Yeah. A little. <laughs> yeah. Or something cheap. Yeah. Uh, Bandcamp and SoundCloud links will. His Bandcamp and SoundCloud links will be in the description. Our links will be in the description as always. And uh, as always, thank you all for watching. Uh, not watching. Listening. You're listening to this. And don't you forget that. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. And uh, have a good day. <laughs>